What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, welcome to Creature Feature, the show where we explore the consciousness of humans and animals and get all scrambled up like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. I'm Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology at Harvard, and I fight for avian rights on Twitter. Today on the show, we're exploring the seven deadly sins. A theme of this show has been the differences between humans and the rest of the animal kingdom, and what could be more human than our faults, our pride, wrath, sloth, greed, lust, envy, and gluttony. But let the species who is without sin cast the first stone. The animal world is guilty of these transgressions in ways that you might not expect. I also want to discuss the science behind these so-called human sins in texts that may not be holy, but are certainly peer-reviewed. Joining me today is Katie Stoll, actor, co-host of Even More News, producer of Some More News, and overall great gal. Hi! <laughs> I was like, this is why I can talk now, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be here. You got all my things right. You got my name right. People might think I we have the same name, but yeah. we don't. Yeah, we and don't. there's a subtle pronunciation difference. Mm-hmm. So her name is K-A-T-Y. Yep. Mine is K-A-T-I-E. So yours is like a Katie. Katie. Hers and mine's like Katie. Well, I K-T-I. just put some like personality into it and we yeah. put some extra um, inflection in there and you really start to see yeah. the subtle differences yeah, yeah. that come out between yeah. our two different spellings. What's yours short for? Catherine. Mine's Kathleen. See? Wow. Big difference. We're, we're night and day. I'm thrilled that my parents didn't go with Kathy. 
Oh. <laughs> or like Karen. Well, Karen's not short for. What is, would Karen be short what for? What is Karen? I think that's just itself. I'm really sorry. Everyone named Karen. There's Karenita nothing... or Karen. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry for all the Karens. We're just dismissing your. I know. We're names. being really mean. Like your name is something you're born with. But well, I, with apology. I mean, that's true. you can <laughs> change it. But like. I apologize in advance to every Karen out there, but Karen is a name I associate with like a coworker that doesn't have a sense of humor. Oh yeah, sort of like it's the same as like a Dennis. Well, it's for guys. A, it's a punchline name, right? And I'm really sorry, Karen. Right, right, Dennis. Dennis, Karen. Yeah, you came to Casual Friday wearing non-casual clothes. How dare you? She Karened it. She cared it. Honestly, Kathy kind of has that same connotation <laughs> too. Know. So thanks, mom and dad. Well, Kathy, and I I'm think, sorry to all the Kathys out there. I do your, share a name with you. It's not your fault. This is it's, it's not your really fault. kind of unfair that you get that bad rap just because you're a Karen or a Kathy. Kathy, I think you can blame on that cartoon. You Kathy. sure can, Ack. Yeah, Ack. The one where it's a um, middle-aged woman going through life struggles, and it's always like, oh no. I gained a weight. Oh no, I want to eat something, but I'm a woman and I'm not My supposed to. My hair's frizzy. I can't boys. I, I can't, can't boys. boys at all. Listen, Kath, Kathy. Kath, you're on a very familiar basis with the comic strip star <laughs> Kathy. Well, we get each other, you see. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> So let's first talk about pride. This may be one of the biggest criticisms launched at Millennial in youth culture right now that we're all a bunch of self-obsessed egoists. Generally speaking, I'm tired of people being criticized for their makeup and fashion choices. If you don't want to wear makeup, rock on, but also wear sunscreen. I think adorning ourselves is, as we'll soon discuss, a very natural and perfectly healthy behavior. But there is a trend I'm genuinely concerned about. It's Instagram perfection. It's a subsection of Instagram devoted to carefully cultivated looks of being perfect with flawless skin, cellulite-free bodies, impossibly slender torsos, or perfectly circular butts, often achieved with Photoshop, Facetune, or careful photograph angles. The insidious thing about Instagram, say compared to advertisement, is that it's often carefully crafted to seem candid. Sometimes models or celebrities will post no makeup selfies, though they're still apparently wearing eyelash extensions, photo filters, and foundation. I'm worried this will give young people unrealistic expectations that they're supposed to look naturally flawless. So I looked into the research. There's a Flinders University study that examined the effects of viewing Instagram selfies on body image. The researchers found that when participants viewed the Instagram profiles of celebrities and peers, they experienced increased body dissatisfaction and a more negative mood. This only worked when viewing selfies. There was no such effect when viewing travel images. Also, there wasn't a significant difference in effect when viewing celebrities versus peers. This sounds pretty dystopian, and I'm sure there are people out there who blame the darn millennials for being too self-obsessed, but I'm not so certain it's this generation who is to blame, or last generation, or even the generation before that. Actually, I think body image is deeply entrenched in our evolutionary history. In fact, even animals far away on the evolutionary tree have been caught trying to keep up their appearances. You know, we might think we have it tough with fashion, mm -hmm. but if you will, 
join me on an imagination journey. Oh, I'm ready for this. <laughs> um, imagine if like the fashion police were real. So mm -hmm. if you didn't dress yourself well enough, like they would arrest you or even kill you. Mm -hmm. So like like just totally dystopian. Yeah, dystopian, horrible, yeah. Yeah. horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. <laughs> um, and so, like, if you wore socks with sandals, which I'll admit is not a good look. Not but a good look, but... It's comfortable. Sure. I've certainly... There have certainly been times when I've wanted to wear right. socks with sandals. Right, right. Well, the, not the ones that, like, not the thong sandals that go between the toes. Because no. that's just... You're a maniac. You're setting yourself up for failure. Right, right. But, like, with your Birkenstocks, yeah. say. Birkenstocks Those are perfect socks. for socks. Yeah. I've worn my socks with my Birkenstocks. I mean, that's that's perfectly fine to me, but, you know, in this society, like, if you did that, you would be just summarily executed. Yeah, I should, in this in the fantasy society, right. not the current one. I would right. be ostracized, perhaps. Right, right. But, it, you know, like, we're, we're projecting maybe five or ten years in the future where yeah. this will be the reality. That okay, so if, I need to prepare for it. Right, right. And, like, if you mix silver and gold jewelry, you're Oof. sent to gulag. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, actually, I found out why uh, we don't mix silver and gold jewelry. Why is that? So you're supposed to wear jewelry that matches your skin mm. undertone. Mm -hmm. And apparently you have, like, a cool undertone or a warm undertone. Yes, yes. And, like, silver goes well with cool undertones and gold goes well with warm undertones. And if so that's, like, if you wear both, like, at least one of them is going to be wrong for your yeah. skin tone. And if you do that, like, you're just going to look hideous. Just yeah, you're going to look whack. No one's going to ever love you. Yeah, it's just going to you, – you'll have failed mm -hmm. as, as They cancel it out. Yeah. You cancel each other out. Yeah. All you see is awful. Yeah, like if you wear a like gold earrings and like a silver necklace, like when people look at you, they can't make out what you are. It's mm -hmm. sort of like you're just this shifting image of they're like, I'm not sure if you're pretty or like like a Cthulhu beast. Yeah, like I can't I can't get a vibe on your undertones. Right. So I don't even know who you are right. anymore. Right. Well, so I bring this up because uh -huh. in the animal <laughs> kingdom, uh, good fashion sense can actually save your life. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, first I want to go Under the Sea. Okay. Where okay. I'm not going to say the lyrics to the song. I just I was going to do a cute thing where I was going to say those lyrics mm, to that song. That never that, you know, that really goes sing. well. It's not. It wouldn't go well but because of a certain powerful group. We put that out there. You guys all know what we're talking about. Right, right. You, you get so it. Let that be stuck in it, your head. Singing sea creatures. Just imagine yeah. a generic off-brand singing. Yep. Anyways, decorator crabs <laughs> adorn themselves with decadent jewelry found in their environment. Really? Yeah, so little bits of kelp or seaweed and even beautiful living jewelry like anemones, sponges, and bryozoans, which are uh, these invertebrates that kind of look like eyelashy, flowery things. Ooh, they're creepy. Very pretty. Oh, pretty. I, I think they're <laughs> creepy pretty. Uh, I, I, I have a prejudice against things under the sea. Yeah. They scare me. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm uh, I, I'm sure it's beautiful. Do you have like lassophobia or the, the thing where it's like the fear of the depths? Kind of. I mean, I've never had that diagnosed, yeah. but it makes me very nervous. It might be that my mom told me that I would drown if I went in the ocean when I was well, a Well, she's half correct. <laughs> she's half correct. <laughs> I'm afraid of swimming in the ocean, but I'm not like afraid of the I'm, animals. I am specifically... Uh, get start getting in my head about the animals underneath the water, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about pride. <laughs> but these are so cute. Fa these are fancy. I'm sure they're cute. Proud. I'm just crabs. gonna picture them in in the um animated way, right? In a generically animated generically way. Generically, nothing animated. specific. No, no. 
<clears throat> so uh, it's a really, they put on a really bold look. Like if you look mm -hmm. at these decorator crabs, they're very fancy and their outfit kind of depends on their environment. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever is around them so that they can create this natural camouflage. And in fact, you can put one of these crabs in a fish tank. And if oh. you put uh, jewelry in the fish tank, they will put the jewelry Wait, on. Wait, that's real cute. It's super cute. So we watched a video of the decorator crab putting on lace. Yes, and we did. Pearl beads. Oh, that was, I mean, listen, absolutely incredible seeing them de decorating themselves but yeah. they are horrifying and I can't understand why they want to decorate it <laughs> they don't have a great like baseline to work with no, but no. they're trying they've got like a real kind of milky yellowish <laughs> color very fuzzy well the reason they look so like sort of fuzzy is because they have these little barbs on their body uh -huh. that work like velcro so that they can stick things on it'll actually stick they're called satay I mean Oh, satay. Yeah. That sounds like some sort of French uh, I know. Uh, accessory oh, type thing, a satay style. Um, yeah, it's very funny seeing these crabs with their jewelry yeah. dragging behind them <laughs> as they scrape along the bottom of the ocean floor. Working the runway that yes. is just the ocean floor. They are working it. Yeah. You can say that for sure. Yeah, whatever it is, they're working. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So this isn't just found underwater. Assassin bugs will wear their dead prey as trophies. They wear their the skins of their enemy like yeah. a suit? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Well, more like a backpack. More like a backpack. Uh -huh. <laughs> so this is actually to protect them from even scarier predators. So I have a picture here. Oh, that makes sense. Of, uh, one of these bugs. It's that big lumpy thing on its back, that's all dead ants. Dead ants. A pile of dead ants. Big pile of dead ants is a backpack. And what was this guy called again? Assassin, assassin bug. bug. <laughs> That's not even more specific. It's just a generic assassin bug. I, right. I feel like it starts out strong with the assassin part of its oh, name sure. where it's like, okay, this is threatening and then bug. Yeah. <laughs> I, it gives me no clue as to what right. kind of bug. It'd be like oh, well, a, I mean, a killer bug. I mean, the, the bug is called the assassin bug. That is its name. It's just like bug does seem really generic. It just, right. But like, not like a... A scorpion or right, right, uh, you know, right. It's an a, ant. It's a, it's it's a just, bug. It's a bug. It kind of makes me think of like, say you have a, an assassin, but his name is Dennis or Karen. Uh huh. It's yeah, like sure. the Dennis or Karen of assassins. <laughs> um, so they're found in Africa and Malaysia, and um, one of the reasons that they do this, so so they specifically use ants, not any type of prey that they find because they researchers think that this is that spiders who are potential predators of assassin bugs mm -hmm. are pretty wary of attacking ants because ants will swarm them and assassin bugs don't have this worry because they're very specialized for preying on ants in fact some of the species of assassin bugs so feather-legged Assassin bugs, which sounds really... Wow. I know, really fancy. Uh, they have a scent that's attractive to ants, so like an ant will okay. wander away from the group, and then they can just kill that one ant, and then put it on their backpack. So they kill them specifically for protection. Well, no, they eat them, too. They eat them, it's a It's like a, a two-in-one, like yeah. it's a nice snack, and then it'd be like, you know, you go to In-N-Out or Burger King, and then you just put all of your wadded up bags Wrappers of food. on your yeah. back to like... Right. Um, 
To keep away the boys. Yeah, keep away. That is, I mean, I think that's a very effective way to keep away I, boys. I, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's worked for me. So I do relate <laughs> to the assassin bug in that regard. Yeah, it's your it's your fast food camouflage. Uh-huh. Yep. They keep can't away. even see you. Or other camouflage for women is just being older than 40. Yep. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, that's when you disappear. As a, as a is that when we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should just start killing older ladies and wearing their skin on my back to keep the men away. I'm legally gonna say no. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that, Katie. <laughs> I'm not gonna take your bad advice. <laughs> um, so not all fashion is meant to mask your appearance. Uh, sometimes you want to be noticed. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so bearded vultures. Uh, will wear makeup to attract mates. Really? Yeah. So they rub their heads, necks, and butts in iron-rich soil. Okay. Uh, that gives them a sun-kissed reddish hue. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, they get a nice tan. Always nice chasing that tan. tan. Yeah. Where do they live? So they're in Europe, Asia, and Africa. Okay. Okay. Um, and they live in sort of mountain areas. Okay. Uh, and so the reason they want to look tan and beautiful mm-hmm. is it's like a status symbol. So sure. uh, older, more dominant uh, bearded vultures will have more vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. So if you're young and dull looking, you got to fake it till you make it. I like that. I like that they're trying to look older. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that they respect their elders. In this. I know. I know. Exactly. It's it's like being mature is not seen as like, oh, you're not pretty yeah. anymore. It's like, the older you get, the sexier you sex- are. Which I think is true, honestly. I, for us, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because like the older you are, the more confident you are and the mm-hmm. more you understand things. So it's like older people understand how to be a responsible partner Absolutely. better, which is a big turn on. There's kind of a window, say after a while, <laughs> <laughs> it starts to turn. But like, yeah, I agree. I'm, I I'm much happier now than in my 20s. I feel like old people are constantly banging, you know? Banging? Yeah, what else? They are. I mean, it wasn't the... This secret rise of STDs, yeah. like a big thing in yeah. different like senior living yeah. communities. Because I mean, probably they feel like we're out of danger because we're yeah, so they old. Do. I've been good my whole life. Let's let loose and have some fun. My I husband's mean, been gone for a while right. now. I might as well. I feel like that's really mean of nature to give you STDs when you're 80 because it's like, like, <sighs> but like also, do they care? I don't know if you would care. It's like at that point, it's a One more thing that's uncomfortable. I don't know. (laughs) But okay, so these bearded vultures, they want to look older. They rub their butts and shit. And then they get a nice nice dirt tan, which I feel like tans are also like a status symbol for people because it's like, I'm so rich. I have time to tan and go to the beach. Tanning is the luxury. Yeah. And it will age you prematurely. Absolutely. So we're just like vultures. <laughs> Bearded vultures. Um, so we can't end our section on pride without first talking about flamingos. These are the fancy walking pink birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also like to use makeup. So a bit of pink blush during mating season. Okay. Uh, and so their feathers aren't always pink. Sometimes they fade to a more white hue mm-hmm. after breeding. Uh, and... One way to enhance that pink color is by brushing a special oil over their feathers that increases their vibrancy. So I know what you're thinking, Katie. Where where does this oil come from? Yes, it was what I was thinking. <laughs> well, if you've been listening to the show, you might already be able to guess it comes from butt glands. Butt glands. It's always butt glands. Nature's so- <laughs> makeup. <laughs> so there's a special gland near the flamingo's tail that they rub it on their beaks and then they just spread it on themselves like 
flamingo butt wow. jam over some flamingo toast. That it probably feels pretty good. Yeah, and it makes them it makes them pinker. It makes their feathers more vibrant, so yeah. that their mates are like, "Wow, you're beautiful," and just glistening with butt juice. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great for them. I'm glad that that works out because they need to get the stuff out of their glands probably anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. Repurpose. Yeah, I mean that's a really like. I mean, we talk about like, you know, natural, holistic uh, makeup, you know, Mm -hmm. cruelty free. Yep. What could be less cruel than getting it directly from your butt? You are the source. Right, right. It's repurposing your own stuff. Really budget friendly, animal friendly makeup. Listen, I'm not going to take their makeup tips, but I respect them. I mean... I would be interested to try it. Okay, well, my, I mean, not with I obviously not with my own butt. That but would be ridiculous. Like a, but with a flamingo, flamingo butt, butt. But yeah, I'd be chill about it. I wouldn't be like uh-huh. rude and mean about it. But just like, hey, can I can I try some of that? Just a like, bit of warning. It might react differently with your skin. Then right, right. But feathers, you just like but... just like you know, like when you're when you're like with your girlfriends, you're like, hey, can I try that? Like right, lip tint or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with a flamingo, and like it would probably try to like peck my face off. Yeah. But you know, maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. not. You're an adventurous gal. I like it. <laughs> For anyone who thinks the current generation is too self-obsessed, sorry, but humanity has been prideful for a hell of a long time. Recently, archaeological evidence off the coast of South Africa was uncovered that found pigments thought to be used as makeup from 164,000 years ago. Jewelry was also found that dates back some 100,000 years ago. Beads made out of simple seashells. It's a big deal in the world of archaeology, not just because the necklaces were fetch, but because it shows humans have been capable of tool use and symbolic thought far longer than originally speculated. We're going to take a quick break so I can rub some flamingo butt juices on my face to make myself beautiful. We'll be right back. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So now we're going to talk about wrath. Is wrath scientifically quantifiable in humans? Researchers basically set up a lab eBay. Participants in the study could bid on an item, and the highest bidder would win the item. But there's a twist. If you won, you only paid the amount of the second highest bid. So this leaves a lot of room for spite. Because here's the thing. Participants get to see who the highest current bidder is. And if they don't want to match that price, they can, at no cost to themselves, increase the second highest bid so the winner has to pay more. So. Here's an example. You're bidding on a Precious Moments figurine, and near the end, the researchers announce that the highest bid is $200. So your current bid is only $10, and you don't want to pay $200. But you have a choice. You could resubmit your current bid of $10, which would mean you have no impact on the auction, and you don't lose any money, you don't win the prize, but you cause no harm to anyone. But if you're feeling like a real turd, what you could do is bid $199.99, ensuring that the winner of the auction has to pay the maximum amount of money because you're a total asshole. The researchers found that there are indeed a lot of assholes. So 383 out of 768 closing bids were, quote, potentially spiteful. They counted bids as spiteful if they were more than the losing bidder's initial bid and no greater than the current winning bid. Of these spiteful bids, 31% were maximally spiteful, meaning the bidders bid one increment of money under the winning bid. So that example of bidding $199.99 under the bid just so that the winner had to pay as much as possible. So surely only humans could be so petty. Well, hold on to your opposable thumbs there because there's an animal that takes spite to a whole new disgusting level. So, Katie, you want to go to Imagination Station again? I sure do. Toot toot all aboard the Brain Express. <laughs> so, imagine that you're eyeing like a half eaten pizza. Sure. That you're at like a pizzeria and mm -hmm. someone's like finishing up, they're paying the bill, and they've just left this pizza out. Been there. Yeah. And you're like, all right, box it up. But they don't. Katie, they don't box it up. They just leave it. They just leave it there. They just leave it. And they're, they're about to walk out, and you're like looking at this pizza like, Whoa. Well, maybe I'll eat it then. I'm hungry for pizza yeah, maybe, at the moment. Right, right. I mean, like, also just like, you know, you're wasting food. Yeah. And it's a pizza, so it's like not something people's saliva and germs yeah, it's get untouched. All There's no cooties on it, so it's like perfectly mm -hmm. good food. But the person who's leaving, like, sees you eyeing their pizza. Oh, yeah. They unzip their pants, and then they pee on it. Okay. Just to, like... They just mark it. Yeah, just say, to that prevent was mine. you... From eating mm -hmm. that pizza. Sounds like a real human. Right. I mean, <laughs> I think you're catching on <laughs> to the theme of this podcast. But, I mean, I can't imagine doing something so out of pure spite. So petty. So, right. yeah. Right. I mean, just like peeing on something just to make sure that someone, someone else, else doesn't can't enjoy it. 
So would you like lick something to keep someone else from eating it? I mean, probably as a kid. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, that's something that kids do all the time. They're like, I guess oh, they I licked it. It's mine, mine now. It's mine. I've claimed can't it. have it. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a, a very yeah. childlike thing where they don't understand yeah. that just because they don't have to keep it for themselves. They don't have to taint right. it. They don't have to claim it's well, mine. It's, it's sort of like a, a, a food or toy hoarding instinct uh-huh. that you kind of have to be trained not to do. Uh, like, I do yeah, remember, toys. like... Like there was a cupcake day at school once and I was too full to eat a cupcake, <laughs> ate too many of those goldfish. Um, and I, but I took a cupcake and I was like, I was like, well, to keep, protect the cupcake, I got to lick you all the frosting off. You got, well, you lick all the frosting off and then you save that because the frosting, in my opinion, I know this is controversial. The frosting's the bullshit part. The real part is that cakey goodness. I It's not controversial. Listen, frosting is kind of bullshit, but I kind of think that together right it goes well your cupcake is better for right. at least a little bit of frosting I, I, but as you know, a child you, you don't, don't get that you don't understand the complexity of multiple flavors combining right on your palate it's more i just want this chunk of chocolate cake it's more like about no one else having it right it right because once is. you what happens is when you lick off the frosting off a cupcake what it leaves is a slimy coat yeah, of you don't your want that. saliva and it glistens in a way that's very unappealing to anyone but you. And then I saved it for, you know, and then like I but I did learn when you lick off the frosting of a cupcake and you let that thing sit there for about half an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not great. That's what I mean. Like I, you've ruined it for yourself yeah. as well. Yeah, because there's something it's funny because like when you swallow your own spit happens mm-hmm. all the time. It's in your mouth. It's I in just your, did it. It's in your dang mouth. Yep. I'm doing it all the time. <laughs> happens all the time on this podcast. But if you spit in a cup and then you try to drink it, gross. That's- revolting what a suggestion katie how dare you i know i know but it's like it's like once it's outside your body once it's on that cupcake you're like i got a spit cupcake yep that's how i learned to not be a wolverine was by my gross spit cupcake that yeah that's the thing you had to outgrow i spited myself with my own spittle yeah it's a lesson that you learned that you taught yourself that spite spit came back to bite me in the butt but those (laughs) (laughs) so wolverines are the douchey frat bros of (laughs) Uh, nature, they're a large aggressive member of the weasel family, actually. Okay, I did not know that. They're carnivores about the size of a medium dog, and they're on the top of their food chain, so they're not typically subject to predators, Mm -hmm. and they're extremely aggressive and ferocious. Uh, Some of their other names are the skunk bear. uh, (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, so they like to uh, excrete musk from, here we go, anal glands. (laughs) Yep, there's those anal glands. There's those anal glands again. Their scientific name is Golo Golo, which is uh, glutton glutton in Latin. Oh, fascinating. Golo Golo. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, like like they're like, no, this is so gluttonous, it's gluttonous gluttonous. Yeah, it's double gluttonous. Yeah. Double mint Wolverine. Double mint Wolverine. There also, we go. Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, in my mind, it's a fake animal, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so it's not just a man with metal fingers. Yeah. Metal. Right. But, sorry, between finger blades. Right. It's Have an you, actual animal. It's an actual animal, not yeah. half man, half wolf. Yeah. It's in Romanian. Their name means gluttonous badger. So. Uh, so I'm guessing they eat a lot. Yeah. So after they've eaten as much of a carcass as they can possibly gorge upon, they like to pee all over the remnants. Wow. Yeah. And it's not actually urine, but like anal gland 
juices again. They got a lot of it. Yeah, we got a lot of butt juices in this episode. It's probably because of their diet. Yeah, it's it's a butt juice heavy episode so here. Can they eat the it after they've butt juiced it? Or no. no, no one can. Nobody can. It seems stupid. And it's not. And like researchers were like, are you marking your territory? And no. No, it's independent of marking territory. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with being like, territorial. I just don't want anybody else to right. have this. Because like the wolverines rarely come back to pick over the leftovers. Okay. So it's... Wasteful. Yeah, it's just to prevent their competition from eating it. Okay. Because these this like weird butt pee will spoil the food. And they don't even really have competition. So it's just like... Well, other- they have they have like competition with uh, other wolverines. With other wolverines. Okay. And like other, other predators that will be looking for the same prey animals. Mm-hmm. So even though they are... They Not don't threatened have, personally. Yeah, they right. do have hatred in their heart for other people. Right. I mean, exactly. other animals. I'm sorry, they're not people. <laughs> they're not. They're not people, but they kind of act like yeah, some people. I, I certainly know. know people like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the school I went to, there was like this statue that everyone would like. Tourists would always clamor around because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this cool statue of this famous dude. And uh, there's this tradition where you would pee on the statue. Um, just, huh. just kind of like as a little, a little screw you to all the innocent kids that sure. were posing with the statue. Sure. Have you ever peed on that statue? No. Okay, good. I'm a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it, I feel like it'd be easier for a guy. I was about to, to say it. it'd be easier for a guy unless you, it's a summer day and you've got a skirt on or uh, whatever. Or you get one of those piss funnels, you know? You could. You could. Yeah. I, I I don't know why you would, but you could. The sheepies? Yeah, the sheepie. Yeah, where it's like, it's, it's one of those funnel, plastic funnels that like, they're like, when you're going hiking, you know. But here's the thing. You know what? I, I'm not going to carry around a no a thing, plastic and then, thing covered in pee. And then carry it home. Right. You know what else is just as easy? Finding a bush and squatting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you work your core a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not that hard. No, it's Bonus very points, easy. you can grab onto a tree and just like, you know. Yeah. Secure yourself that way. Balance. I would rather do that than like carry around a gross piss funnel. This is probably saying too much, but I genuinely like peeing in the middle of nowhere. I um, don't think that's I don't think that's TMI. I think everyone shows I that. I was in Iceland last year and there's just a lot of stretches with nothing but the most beautiful landscape and Iceland I peed all over you. It was wonderful. <laughs> you claimed Iceland. Now no one can go there. Well, it's your. It's mine. It's so your you all, continent. You all owe me something. Right. Every it, time you visit. No one else can visit Iceland anymore. Yeah. You've ruined it for everyone. Or I've made it better. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess that's. Maybe Wolverines think they're like seasoning the food. Maybe. Like they're so arrogant that they're like this. They're going to like some of my pee on this food. To be fair, I didn't pee on anything anyone was about to eat. But, right, right. You know, I hear you. Well, if you peed all over Iceland, though, isn't there food in Iceland? Yeah. I mean, there is. I mean, you're taking me very literally I, yeah. all over. I mean, yes, all over. But right, not right. like. No, so I see it's more like geocaching your, your yeah, pee. Yeah, it's like every two miles. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, that's a reasonable amount, I think, of, of urine to deposit on Iceland. I pee too much. No, it's all right. That's, he- that's totally healthy. And I, I mean, honestly, Iceland sounds like it's made mostly out of water. I can't They're not going to notice. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're gonna, not gonna notice know. the difference. It's probably ninety percent pee anyway. I but, bet people have peed before me. People will pee after yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, geologists may disagree with me, but I, I bet the world's like ninety percent dinosaur pee at this point. It's gotta be. 
I'll take you at that. Right. Dinosaur pee and poops? Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> got to be. That's, that is, I'm going to pin my brand on that statement. I Die on that hill, please. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> so... A human wolverine, unfortunately not Hugh Jackman, uh, tried a similar tactic when he was romantically rejected by a woman. The worst fate that could befall any living creature, apparently. What? <laughs> so, a Minnesota man, this time it's not Florida man. Okay, well that's something. Allegedly, he peed in the water bottle of his co-worker after she had turned down his advances. What? And... She said she only wanted to remain friends. How absolutely dare she? He may have peed in her water bottle up to 15 times. That's absurd. Right. That is ridiculous. How do you even... Wait, so different days. Yeah, different, different days. days. Or different he days. didn't have very much pee and has a prostate problem. Right, and right. And like, keep going back. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was different days, but also, like... Either he had really good aim or like a really small apparatus. Uh-huh, sure. Like other, like how do you just consistently pee in a water bottle? Well, like how that? do you get your your water bottle peed in fifteen times? And she did like he was caught because she was like, this water tastes sort of like rejected man baby pee. Yeah, yeah. This um, tastes like Greg. <laughs> so he was arrested and he denied doing it <laughs> until the police were like. Uh, you know we can test for DNA, no. and when you pee in a bottle, that's a lot of DNA. And then after that, he was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I did it once or twice or <coughs> 15 times." Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to respond to being rejected. There's one good way, which is like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Say, Thank you okay, for your time. I'm disappointed, okay. but I respect yeah. your opinion. Bye." Right, right. Or there's this way. So we're going to take a quick break, during which I am definitely not going to pee in someone's water bottle. What do you mean? That's an oddly specific thing for me to say. Anyways, we'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) Guarding my water. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So, on to our next sin. Sloth. I know you think our candidate here is, well, going to be the sloth, but honestly, I think they have an undeserved reputation. Part of the reason they remain motionless is their diet is made up of leaves that are extremely difficult to digest, so their metabolism is very slow. In fact, their metabolism is so slow, they only poop once a week, which is a treacherous journey down to the bottom of the tree. If they were truly lazy, why wouldn't they just poop from up on their tree branch? University of Wisconsin ecologist Jonathan Polly says it's like if you had to go run a 5K on an interstate before you could go to the bathroom. Traveling down to the base of the tree to poop is a brave risk, but why do they do it? First, you need to know that sloths host a ton of little flora and fauna in their fur, algae and moths among them. These aren't just freeloaders, the green algae especially, which provides extra nutrients to the sloth. It's absorbed through the skin. And moths provide nutrition for the algae to grow, both in waste matter from the moth's diet and the decaying of dead moths. The moths that hitch a ride on the sloths also lay their eggs in sloth poop. The larva eats the poop, and when the sloths descend to make more poopoos, the newly hatched moth larva can hitch a ride on the sloth butt uber back up the tree. So moths lay their eggs in sloth poopies. Sloths descend to the base of the tree to make more poopies. The sloth larva and the sloth poopoos crawl onto the sloth. Nutrients from the moths feed the green algae growing on the fur of the sloth. The sloth absorbs the nutrients from the green algae. The healthy sloth lives to make more poopies, more moths, more algae, and that's the circle of life! But we're talking about sinners here, not beautiful coexistence. To do that, we're going to take a look at one of the most horrifying parasites in the natural world. So, Katie. Yes. Time to imagine again. Here we go. Uh, Imagine that one of your body parts got taken over by a parasite. Okay. So, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what would be the worst body part. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if it was a hand, like, in Dr. Strangelove, like, it would always be flopped around trying to do its own thing. I wouldn't love that. It's very visible. But I do have another hand. That's true. So, there's that. You could, like, tie down that hand and then use your non-parasite hand. I mean, what... Yeah, yeah. But if you had both parasites in both hands, that'd be... That'd be awful. That'd be a problem. Because then it'd be like grabbing things and poking people. Uh Uh-huh. So the parasite makes my hand do whatever it wants? Yeah, whatever the parasite wants. Okay. Um... And, like, if it was your feet and your legs, that'd be bad. Be real bad. Because then it'd, like, walk you over to do weird parasite I stuff. I mean, if, yeah, if the parasite's leading me off to do parasite stuff, I don't <laughs> have anything to do with that. I mean, that's kind of like what nematodes do to crickets. So, like, nematodes that infect crickets make them go crazy, and the crickets jump in pools of water. So the nematodes can go have gross sex in the water and make more nematodes. Wow. Yeah, it's super nasty. So how do they do that, though? They infect the crickets, and then they... 
it, it's like it messes with the cricket's brain. Sounds like some Hogwarts magic bullshit. <laughs> but like if it, in, a parasite infected your eyes, that would suck because then it would just look at whatever. It could look at gross butts all day and you'd have no choice. So that's what, it, okay. Yeah, I don't want any of this. I don't know what would be the worst part. Right, but I think for me, the grossest body part would be the tongue. Oh, yeah, now that you've put that in my head. Yeah. I mean, I was going to some other places, but tongue is. Yeah, yeah, tongue, because it's like so intimate. It's like in your mouth. It's in your mouth. Well, I got bad news for fish. Oh, no. I know. I'm uh, so glad I'm not a fish. <laughs> so there's an isopod called Cymothoa exigua, or what is more commonly known as the tongue-eating louse. Oh. Uh, it has a pretty self-explanatory name. Uh, it's found in many parts of the ocean, even off the coast of California. And it likes to latch onto a fish's tongue and start systematically sucking the blood <gasps> and using like these creepy little claws in front that just like scrapes the tongue and then just scoops that blood right into the little ice pod's mouth. Yeah. And when so we kill fish and eat fish, is there a chance of that parasite getting into us? Well, it's not going to attack you because it's very specialized. I'm not a fish. Yeah, you're not a fish. It's very highly specialized. In fact, it only attacks certain species of fish. But like, yeah, you, fishermen have caught fish and they find the little louse in the fish's Awful. mouth. Yeah. So the fish's tongue atrophies due to blood loss because the the uh, little tongue-eating louse has been working away at it in the tongue mines. But it's not done with this poor fish. Now it attaches itself to the tongue stump's muscles and becomes the fish's new tongue. Oh, no, it uh -huh. doesn't. It does indeed. It's the only known parasite to replace an entire body part. Well, they've got small little body part, small little tongue. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, like, it's still... It's very impressive. It's I'm very, not trying not, to belittle them. I mean, it sounds a little bit like you are. <laughs> I just was being realistic because I was... A being first, pretty mean to I this tongue-eating I was louse. imagining my tongue, and that's not realistic. That's not well, the right of the, size. Some of these fish can be, you know, you, you hold it in your hands. It could, could be, like, a little bit bigger They've than, They've got like, a sizable tongue. Yeah, it's like, like a, not a human-sized tongue, hopefully. It's like a pinky finger. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that maybe it becomes the tongue so it can steal food out of the mm -hmm. fish's mouth, but no, actually... It's eaten the fish's tongue, so the fish would normally just die because it's like, I don't have tongue. I can't eat anymore. Yeah, yeah. I have a poor fish. But, like, if the tongue-eating louse wants to reproduce, it needs to keep that fish alive a little longer. So by becoming the tongue, it helps the fish continue to eat because it's going to use the fish as a Motel 6 gross mating area. This is so evil. Yes, it's very evil. So a uh, male tongue-eating louse will attach themselves to the gills of the fish. And when the female is mature, they'll swim up inside the fish and mate with her in the fish's mouth. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah. They're all in on it. But it's just the men that do the scraping. Uh, no, it's just the females that do the scraping. Oh, okay. So females attach to the tongue. They're the ones that, that suck the blood. Uh, and she'll give birth to a brood of live male tongue-eating louses. And they'll swim off to find a new host. Uh, and then she abandons ship or 
fish and it's just left tongueless and to die after all this horrible sex has happened inside of its body. It's a real violation of that, right. of that fish's life, of his right. private space. Yeah, but I bet you're wondering, like, how does this species continue if it only gives birth to males? Yes, I was thinking that. That is a good question that I just said that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're actually hermaphroditic. And so it, when males attach to the gills of a victim fish, if they sense that there's no female there, one of them's going to become a female. Okay. And swim up that fish and attach itself to the tongue. So the beautiful cycle can begin anew. That's wild. Yeah. See, I'm standing by my earlier thing about fearful of stuff below the water. Yeah. But, I mean, it's only going to happen if you're a fish. And actually just a specific yeah, but kind of fish. Yeah, but I know what's happening. <laughs> the ones that replace the whole tongue attacks, they're called rose snappers. They're off the coast of Mexico. And those are the only ones that replace the whole tongue. Okay. But there, there are other, like, tongue-eating louses. Yeah. Some of them attack clownfish. And, yeah, they're, they're all gross-looking. Great. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I'm afraid of getting a fish and finding that. Like in the in the fish, like you've ordered fish to eat, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I guess because I know about it and knowledge is power, I'll at least know what it is. It's ignorance is bliss. Oh, but can you imagine not knowing? And you just this fish's tongue has eyes, like you know, an alien. Well, like do the, you ever eat a fish with a head? And like, I have, would yeah. you eat that? Okay, yeah. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't look a dead fish in the eye and eat its cheekbone muscles, then you know you're right i'm never gonna eat a fish again (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because she's a vegetarian i am a vegetarian (laughs) i do sometimes eat fish you're a pescatarian i've recently tried but then it's hard for me yeah i still think about the animal about the grossness Mm -hmm. of the meat i understand that i actually a couple of my friends who are vegetarians it's the same thing where it's like they would be okay with maybe eating some meat sometimes, but they can't actually deal yeah. with the texture of it. That is 100% why yeah. I'm vegetarian. Well, and I understand that because I can't deal with shrimp texture mm-hmm. really well because, like, to me it tastes like a mean, a gross marine bug, and I am. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. And I actually, so, like, these these tongue-eating louses, they're, they're isopods, and that's related to um, pill bugs. You know, or I don't know, roly-poly, yep, some people yep. call them. Um, I call them both. Yeah, yeah, those little ones, like, you poke them and they roll up in a ball. Pretty cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. They're like little insect hedgehogs. So that's what these parasites look like? Similar, but a lot grosser. They're sure. white. They're bigger. Oh, yep, nope. And But they roll up like that? They have that they kind don't of, roll like, up, skeleton? But they do type. have that sort of, like, bendy segment. So now I can picture them being a tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yuck, yuck, thank you. Try not to imagine that. Yeah. You, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry. Ugh. <sighs> It's okay. I, I needed an excuse to not eat fish. <laughs> is sloth truly a deadly sin in humans? Well, there was such a thing as a sleeping sickness, not the kind transmitted by the tsetse fly, but something that is neurological and a medical puzzle. In the early 1900s, a disease known as encephalitis lethargica affected millions around the world, many of whom died as a result. Encephalitis means inflammation of the brain, and lethargica describes the main symptom of the disease, extreme lethargy. Oliver Sacks described the disease hauntingly, quote, they would be conscious and aware, yet not fully awake. They would sit motionless and speechless all day in their chairs. 
totally lacking energy, impetus, initiative, motive, appetite, effect, or desire. They registered what went on around them without active attention and with profound indifference. They neither conveyed nor felt the feeling of life. They were as insubstantial as ghosts and as passive as zombies. According to the National Institute of Health, symptoms of the disease included high fever, headache, double vision, delayed physical and mental response, lethargy, abnormal eye movements, upper body weakness, muscular pains, tremors, neck rigidity, psychosis, and coma. You'll notice I'm using the past tense, so I'm sure you're hoping we cure the disease. Well, not exactly. The epidemic ended and has not recurred, but not because it was cured. In fact, we don't know the cause, why the epidemic ended, and what the hell is going on or if it'll happen again. There have been isolated cases since the epidemic, so the disease is not gone from the face of the earth. The most we know about it is from pathological studies of these rare cases that show inflammation of the midbrain and basal ganglia. Otherwise, it's still mostly a mystery that have left researchers and doctors scratching their, hopefully not inflamed, heads. I know what you're thinking. Katie, you can't count for shit. Those were only three deadly sins. How dare you? Well, don't you worry. We'll be back with more deadly sins when we return with season two of Creature Feature. Haha, <laughs> I got you with a cliffhanger. You'll just have to wait in anticipation to find out what the other deadly sins are. Wait, no, don't Google them. Spoilers. Anyways, that's right, this is the final episode of Season 1, but don't worry, we'll be back really soon with Season 2. Just to give you a little sneak peek, one of the sinners we'll discuss are birds who cheat on their partners in a way that is arrested development levels of messed up. And it's such a scientific enigma that researchers have said, quote, It's a little bit of a black box what's actually happening inside the female, unfortunately. So join us soon for season two of Creature Feature. So Katie, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can check me out on Even More News, my podcast that I co-host with Cody Johnston, who's been on the show before. Um, and check out our YouTube show, Some More News. Uh, I'm on the Twitter, you know, you can find me there. That's yeah. probably it. That's yeah. probably all I have yeah. to plug. Yeah, Katie Stoll is the name. K-A-T-Y. Katie Stoll. That's right. Yeah. Don't you dare say K A T I E. Yeah, that's a that's beautiful me. name, but it's a different name. Yeah, it's that's gonna be me. <laughs> Did you ever think that you had a unique name? Probably when I was a baby, and then after that, it's it was like downhill I, from there. Up until high school, I hadn't met another Katie. Really? And now oh, you can high throw school, a rock and hit five. I knew another Katie in high school, and she'd punch me in the stomach. Well, you should have pissed on her. Me. I know. Or at least peed on her. her. Shoulda. So join us soon for season two. You can follow us on Twitter at CreatureFeetPod. It's feet as in a great feet, not feet as in stinky feet. You can follow us on Facebook and also check out our website, CreatureFeaturePod.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Katie Golden. And also I would highly recommend you follow at ProBirdRights, which, you know, is totally me pretending to be a bird and not a bird pretending to be a human. Also, I'd like to thank the Space Cossacks for letting us use their excellent song, Exolumina. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.